0: Hello, and welcome to Boston Private Perspectives. I'm Shannon Sakosha, Chief Investment Officer at Boston Private. While it seems as if the election is the only thing on anyone's mind right now, increasing COVID cases and a modest deceleration in the economic improvement we have experienced over the last few months are also weighing on markets. 2020 has seemed like the longest year. And the last six weeks have seemed even longer. As for October, our team came into the quarter bracing for more upheaval. The two presidential candidates were hitting the road. The second or third wave, depending on how you look at it, of COVID is on the horizon. And the stimulus package we were all waiting for didn't happen. However, consistent with what we have seen historically just before elections, Stocks over the first half of October moved steadily higher, despite indications that former Vice President Joe Biden has a pretty good shot to upset the perceived business and Wall Street friendly President Donald Trump. Of course, that sentiment changed this week. While some could cite the election as the major impetus for the skittishness in the markets, instead, we believe it has been European government's aggressive attempts to halt a sharp increase in COVID cases. These lockdown scenarios, which precipitated the massive decline in consumer activity earlier this year, are unlikely to be replicated here in the U.S., but localized versions, especially in more progressive states, are all but guaranteed at the pace we are currently on. While trading around the pandemic has been challenging, given the uncertainty, trading in and out of the markets based on who is tending the fire in the White House is a fool's errand to quote an esteemed colleague of mine. What's important to think about is how tied economic performance and what happens in Washington truly are. What we do see in past elections is that the state of the economy has a meaningful impact on the chances for re-election of an incumbent. While social issues such as abortion rights, immigration, and climate change may be a big part of a platform for an aspiring president, U.S. voters tend to vote with their wallet, and if that wallet feels pressured, they will look for a change in leadership to right the ship. Admittedly, strong party allegiance on either side is unlikely to be tested even during challenging economic periods, but moderates and independents who tend to tip the scales in close races are most vulnerable to voting based on their optimism or pessimism about the economy. This relationship can also be used to help understand the lack of correlation between stock market performance and party affiliation in the executive branch. The prevailing view that Republicans are good for business and that Democrats prefer higher taxes would seem to point towards better performance for the stock market when the Republicans hold the White House. But actually, congressional action tends to have a much greater impact on the economy because Congress controls the budget. And therefore controls taxes. So as much as the president holds veto power on legislation and can affect some policy through executive orders, a notable example is trade policy, the bulk of policy which impacts the economy emanates from Congress. All of the analysis we have, of course, shows that staying invested is the best way to play politics in capital markets. This is admittedly easier said than done. So looking at opportunities and risks in the context of the economy is the best course of action. The economy typically dictates whether taxes are moving higher or lower, whether the government is spending more on growth or attempting a more austere posture, or if monetary policy is easy or tight. All of this, while impacted by the party in power as far as the way policy is implemented are really more impactful to how an investment portfolio will perform. With that said, we have been asked what has happened under different combinations, whether it's a Democratic president with a split Congress or a blue wave or a red wave or a myriad of combinations in between. In looking at all of these possible combinations that have occurred in the post-World War II period, we realize that the data is interesting, if not particularly predictive. First, it's important to note that for several of these combinations, there is only one instance, and thus drives home the importance of understanding your data set when making generalizations. With that said, the best scenario, which was a Democratic president and a Republican Congress, occurred during Bill Clinton's second term in the run-up to the tech bubble bursting. The worst scenarios turn out to be blue waves, but those blue waves occurred during Harry Truman's lackluster second term, during the terms of Kennedy and LBJ at the height of the Vietnam War, during Jimmy Carter's presidency, which was marred by the energy crisis, and during the beginning of Obama's first term, which was coincident with the aftermath of the financial crisis. On the Republican side, sweeps were dominated by strong economic growth coming into the presidency under Eisenhower, who oversaw significant infrastructure build. George W. Bush, who was president during the incredible residential housing boom in the U.S., and our current president, Donald Trump, who enjoyed two years of Republican power before the GOP ceded the House to the Democrats in the midterm elections in 2018. One thing is clear, however, inaction is more than fine for the equity markets. A split Congress is an inactive Congress, and investors prefer certainty, even if it means a perceived lack of progress. The last item I'll touch on here before the election is the potential for a higher capital gains tax rate and what might be the impact on the markets at large. If you consider who would be impacted by a higher U.S. capital gains tax rate, it is taxable investors here in the U.S. And while many of you may fall into that category, as a percentage of the investors in the U.S. equity markets, taxable individuals have fallen significantly over time. Instead, the U.S. equity markets are dominated by foreigners, not-for-profits, and tax-deferred retirement accounts. So, while it is certainly something that we are considering on a client by client basis, we do not expect a rush to realize capital gains to create anything more than a minor blip in equity market prices. In addition, historical data shows that even if investors accelerate taking those gains, tax increases are generally implemented in stronger economic periods, and therefore the funds are for the most part reinvested back into equities after the wash sale period ends. Given the monetary and fiscal stimulus that we've talked about over the course of the last several weeks and months, we would anticipate that investors would likely look to reinvest in stocks consistent with that historical experience. While we are still several days and many millions of votes to go before the election is decided, given that a Biden win would create more change, I want to touch on a few of the things that we are talking about with our clients. While the overarching caveat is still, it depends on Congress, we are attempting to create a narrative for the first six to nine months of a Biden administration. While the initial talk around taxes early in the Biden campaign seems centered on an increase in corporate taxes, Instead, we believe that increases in personal tax rates and the elimination of tax advantages in areas like real estate, through such clauses as the 1031 exchange, as well as changes in estate taxes, including a change in the rule that allows for a step-up in basis upon death, are likely to be at the top of the list for Biden should he make it to the White House. Boston Private's own Center for Wealth Planning Excellence Has been working diligently to get ahead of some of the potential changes, and the materials on our website produced by this group are a great resource for questions around taxes and planning in general. We also expect more support for small businesses through an expansion of the Paycheck Protection Program, as well as a sizable infrastructure spending package, which under Biden would go well beyond traditional infrastructure, such as roads and bridges, and could include improvements in areas like telecommunications and healthcare facilities. Smaller businesses could benefit meaningfully from these projects, especially at the municipal level. While we don't yet know the outcome of the election, here at Boston Private, we want to encourage all of you to reach out to our team with any questions or concerns you may have. Providing guidance and support as a trusted advisor is our mission. If you have any questions or thoughts on my points today, you can find me on Twitter at Shannon Sakosha. You can also read our latest perspectives on the market, the economy, taxes, estate planning, and of course the election by visiting BostonPrivate.com. If you want all of this information delivered right to your inbox, I encourage you to sign up for our newsletters while you're there. Be sure to subscribe to the Boston Private Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. And I look forward to coming to you again next week.
1: This podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument, or to participate in any trading strategy. The opinions expressed and information contained in this podcast are given in good faith, may be subject to change without notice, and are as of the date issued. All sourced information is believed to be reliable, but has not been independently verified. This podcast discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic, market, or political conditions, and should not be construed as personalized investment advice. The following does not represent a complete analysis of every material fact with respect to the topics covered herein. All investments carry a risk of loss. Neither BPW nor its investment professionals or representatives provide tax, accounting, or legal advice. Listeners should review any planned financial transactions or arrangements that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with their advisors. For additional information about us, please refer to our Form ADV Disclosure Brochure, which may be obtained by contacting us at 800-422-6172 or info at bostonprivate.com. Private banking and trust services are offered through Boston Private Bank and Trust Company, a Massachusetts chartered trust company. Wealth Management Services are offered through Boston Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor and wholly-owned subsidiary of Boston Private Bank & Trust Company. Boston Private Bank is an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Investments are not FDIC-insured, not bank-guaranteed, and may lose value.